0: welcome to a brand new episode of virtual coffee my name is alexa collier and on this podcast i interview those who are early in their careers we discuss their successes and accomplishments their advice and where they're headed on their career paths with me today is angela tomasi Angela graduated from Babson College in 2019 with a degree in business management. Through her many internships with reputable companies, she has experience in marketing, consulting, and business development. Angela most recently was a marketing operations analyst for Accenture. Last month, she made the business decision to pursue the success of her company full-time. Her company is called Thrift in the City. Before we dive into the episode, don't forget to rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcasts app. You can also find the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Spotify. Just search Virtual Coffee Podcast. And with that, let's hear from Angela. Welcome, Angela.
1: Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Alexa, for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to get chatting.
0: Let's dive in here. So to start, you've already made incredible and, quite honestly, major career decisions at such a young age. And before we dive into hearing more about your current company, which I'm really looking forward to hearing about, I'd love to first explore your journey to how you got there. When you were pursuing your business management degree at Babson, what was your plan? Was the dream to become a consultant? It may sound a little bit crazy, but I never felt like I had a solid
1: plan. I just trusted my gut and worked as hard as I could to set myself apart and get ahead of the game. I will go through and explain my thought process during my career journey thus far so that everyone can kind of get an understanding of the steps that I did take. My decision to go to Babson came down to a few factors, and the largest two were kind of prestige of the school and cost for me, obviously, because college is a major investment in your education, And at the end of the day, I knew Babson was the number one entrepreneurship school in the U.S. But to my surprise, they actually gave me a very generous scholarship and financial aid package. This honestly made my decision pretty easy. I knew that going to a small school, one literally the same size as our high school, would provide me with one-on-one attention with my professors, something that I knew I couldn't get at a state school and would definitely put me miles ahead in terms of career progression and just connections. And the guidance and attention I got during my time at Babson, even if I didn't necessarily know it at the time, definitely shaped me into who I am today and helped me excel. Coming into Babson, I knew that we only had one major at the school, which is business management, but we had a range of um, different concentrations that you can take. So many people choose to concentrate in entrepreneurship because Babson is the number one entrepreneurship school in the U.S. for many, many years now and kind of going through high school and thinking about starting in corporate America and then joining so many amazing like-minded people at Babson. I always aspired to be entrepreneurial, but for a while, I think I didn't really know exactly what that meant or how to get there. I try to think of entrepreneurship as more of a mindset. This is something that I really took away from Babson from a lot of my professors and a lot of people I looked up to is that entrepreneurship is not always a label or a status of a person, but more of a mindset. During college, I knew personally that I did not have the capital, connections, or the knowledge yet to start a business. Although Babson does provide these resources and many of my peers did start successful businesses in college, I personally knew that I had a lot to learn. I took the time to ensure I had a solid skill set in place before diving into such risky territory. I also really wanted to wait until, honestly, I had a venture that I was passionate about and knew that I could continue to pursue long term. So during college, I somehow completed five internships doing everything from marketing for a recruitment firm in Manhattan my freshman year, and then all the way to business development for a software intelligence startup in Boston. And there were certainly times where I felt overwhelmed or stressed running from one job to class to another job, but it was definitely worth the stress because I got to see such a range of industries in a business perspective anyway. And I think 100% to succeed on your own, you need to first learn how to work with others, how a business works. Consulting, I would say, in the traditional sense, was certainly the dream for a long time. Mm -hmm. I knew that I would have a solid career path I would make decent income, really good income, you know, if I excelled and I was good at what I was doing, and I would have a very structured path. My senior year of college, actually, I remember it was about November, so very early on in the year, but I was already searching for jobs, I was super stressed, and I actually got to final round interviews with IBM uh, for the company's rotational consulting program, they flew me out to Atlanta. I remember staying in a fancy hotel and being literally surrounded by my competition. And it was so much pressure. But I think, you know, some people perform better under pressure. So I was kind of just ready to take on that lifestyle, something I knew that intrigued me. I think I envisioned this life for myself filled with travel and work and honestly, money just having stability, you know, I knew consultants were work to the bone that they could literally be cut from a project at any time, even in between projects for up to, you know, months at a time, sitting on some metaphorical bench. But still, I dreamed of living this life and moving to New York City and flying out to see my client Monday through Thursday, Mm -hmm. every week just to come home and do it over again. And I think looking back, I would have actually been really unhappy. I'm sure I would have learned so, so much, and it would have benefited me either way. I honestly just think that I was kind of chasing a prestige and security, which is totally okay. I I know corporate brings you so much, you know, assurance and stability and people love that and there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. But I literally remember the drop in my stomach when my recruiter called me and told me that I hadn't been extended a job offer. This was about December of my senior year of college. And, you know, I was very anxious trying to find a job. I immediately dubbed myself a failure. I thought Mm -hmm. because I didn't get this one job, this job that I really, really wanted, I would Never get a job. I would just never have a, like, never have a job post graduation. <laughs> it was certainly a very long journey, mm-hmm. but I ended up the following fall after graduating from Babson accepting an offer from Accenture um, in September of 2019. and I was a consultant for one of their major banking clients. And I was only with the firm for eight months. I, I literally cannot overstate how incredible my team was, how much I learned during this time just working on this one project towards the end of April. So only a few weeks ago, I actually officially rolled off my first consulting project and I did decide to take my business full time. I don't see this as a pause in my career. Honestly, I see it as kind of a step in the process. I know like Hmm. even if it doesn't work out, I have a degree. I have a really good job on my resume that I worked for a while. I have good recommendation letters. So I know I can always I want to say go back and like mm-hmm. keep working on my career, but I think I am working on my career, you know, just yeah. it's in a different, you know, it's on my own terms. I think I still consider myself a consultant. I'm working on growing a brand, growing a business, and kind of building up my skills that I could then use for other companies one day. I think consulting is, was the goal, is the goal. It kind of just mm-hmm. takes on different different meanings as you grow.
0: I really appreciate you walking us through your journey. I really love hearing about it. And I think you said some important points here. I love how you decided to try out quote unquote, corporate America or the traditional consulting path, because you knew you were very self-aware and knew, maybe didn't have the capital connections or knowledge, like you said, to start your business right away. So why not learn from a consulting path from these very reputable companies and your teammates Mm -hmm. first. And who knows, maybe you would have loved it and pursued that for 10 years, but at least now, you know, right? You tried it out for eight months. Okay. That was a wonderful learning experience. Sounds like it was a fantastic experience, but now you feel it's time to pursue this other business uh, venture. I think these are very important points. I loved how you said entrepreneurship is more of a mindset and also how, this isn't necessarily taking a step back from your career or a pause in your career because your career is your life. You're still a consultant. You still have those experiences. You don't throw them away just because you moved off of that one career path.
1: No, yeah, I totally agree. I think consulting is just a really, really nice, broad explanation of someone's entire career
0: and the the Mm -hmm. skills they gain and what they have to show at the end of the day. So you mentioned you came off of your project at Accenture. I'd love to hear everything about your company, Thrift in the City. What's the company's vision and goals, and how did you think of it? Why do you want to pursue this? Tell me everything about it.
1: So Thrift in the City is an online secondhand boutique aimed at expanding sustainable fashion and New York City street style to make this accessible for people all over the country, all over the world as we grow. I actually call the business your designer destination for pre-loved name brand clothing and luxury goods, Mm -hmm. but it's honestly so much more than that to me. To explain kind of the founding of the business and how I started, I actually have to go back a little bit to my Accenture project. I received my offer letter in September of 2019. And I immediately, like the next day, moved to New York City. I was kind of looking at apartments and hoping the timing of my offer would work out. And this was always literally the number one dream. Forget my career. I just wanted to live in New York City. Because, you know, we grew up in Jersey. We were always so close. And I never really minded New Jersey. But when I did my first internship in Manhattan, I just fell in love. I wanted to be there. I knew that's where I was going to kind of flourish, if it makes sense. Just the energy there. Lo and behold, the timing was actually perfect. I moved the next day after getting my offer letter and the energy of the city just started radiating through my bones. I know it it sounds dramatic, but I swear (laughs) it's like New York City is just contagious to me. So whenever Mm -hmm. I'm home at my apartment or I'm just obviously things are insane right now with coronavirus, Mm -hmm. it's a whole different story, but I'm just under normal circumstances. So inspired, so just motivated every day. I got very, very lucky. And my Accenture project was actually very flexible with work from home. So I was working from home four out of five days a week most times. And it made it super, super easy. Not easy, but much easier than if I was commuting every day Mm -hmm. to get things done. You know, before I started the business, I would just kind of take my lunch break and do things around the house. And then the second it was six o'clock and I clocked off, I'd be out the door going to do something, explore the city, explore Brooklyn. I uh, lived in Bushwick at the time, so I would walk all over the area. There's a lot of street art. There's a lot of shopping, but I was also very close to Williamsburg, and I quickly mm-hmm. noticed so many thrift stores in the area. And I started finding crazy deals, like walking into stores, finding items new with tags in the thrift store for twenty to fifty percent of retail. And it's definitely more expensive in New York City than thrifting would be elsewhere, but you can really find some quality pieces. And I. I remember just wanting to share them. I wanted everyone to see these amazing deals that you could get secondhand. but a lot of these items weren't necessarily my size or my style. so I didn't really know how to share it. I remember I was calling mm. my sister and my friends and trying to just hype them up about it and I quickly realized I just did some research, you know, <laughs> some market research on Instagram. and I found a lot a lot of thrift accounts. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into at the time, but I found businesses that were similar to what I had in my head. So I thought, what the heck, if I could get some traction, Mm -hmm. then maybe I could really take off. I had no idea at the time that there is an entire thrifting community on Instagram. So many girls who just do exactly what I do. They kind of scope it out. They find some local deals and then they flip it online. A lot of what I'm doing now is online sourcing and the business model has changed a little bit just with coronavirus changing mm-hmm. everyone's lives right now. I started my Instagram account actually October of 2019 and began messing around, but I was not even consistently posting and engaging with my followers, which are two of the most important factors in growing an Instagram until late December of 2019, almost January 2020. I really wasn't active until that point, And that's obviously when I started to see a return and I started to see actual interest in my business is when I actually started investing the time. Once I was putting in the effort around my nine to six, obviously, so early mornings on my lunch break and then right after work is when I would, you know, do my side hustle, if you will. But once I started putting in the effort, things really took off. I began to have repeat customers and found people were really, really interested in the items I was showing them. They wanted to see more of a specific item or they loved this brand. And I just kind of tried to take note of that so I could repeat what I knew they wanted to see I realized though I did need to get serious a few months ago and create my own website just to uh, legitimize the business and Mm -hmm. set my account apart a lot of these young girls are not you know making websites or kind of taking that step to
0: Mm.
1: create an actual business they're just solely working off of Instagram which is fine and it's a great way to start don't get me wrong just Instagram and these social accounts at the end of the day they own the platform so you're not really owning anything, you know. It's not your business. It's your account, but at any point in time, they can just shut you down, shut your account, right. and you would have no say, you know. So for me, creating my website was really an important step and solidifying the business, legitimizing myself. Um, I would definitely recommend all small business owners do the same. I feel like I'm at such an early stage of growth still, but being able to hustle on my own time and you know connect one on one with my customers and work to get them more of what they want, while also kind of working on the back end to start new areas, if that makes sense, and kind of expand onto different platforms um, and just continue to grow has been so rewarding. And I mean, I've only been full time for almost three weeks now. So anything I say, obviously, take with a grain of salt. I'm still still working on the balancing act of kind of work-life balance.
0: Awesome. Well, first of all, congratulations on the launch of this business and deciding to pursue it full time. That's absolutely incredible. And congratulations on on making that decision. (laughs) And a lot of great pieces of advice here, you know, one being to make sure you're interacting with your customers and the people online who are following your account. Those Mm -hmm. are the people who ultimately will grow your business right for you. You Definitely, yeah doing that, that market research, I think is incredible and very important. And I loved how you have recently decided to launch that website to really be a market differentiator, right? You noticed that yeah. other competing businesses were operating only on Instagram. So how could you stand out? And that mm-hmm. first step was creating a website. So that's, yeah, really great piece of advice as well as to think, how can you stand out and be different? I'd like to know, when did you realize you needed to go off of your consulting project to pursue thrift in the city full time? Was it you realized you weren't having enough time or was it another factor? And I'd also love to know the resources, tools, or people that helped you make that decision and allowed you to be confident that it was the right decision. Cause I could imagine that was very scary making that decision. No, for sure.
1: Honestly, for A good two or three weeks, I was kind of just contemplating it and just freaking out. The past month or two, I was kind of working crazy weeks, 70-hour weeks combined with both jobs. It literally didn't stop until I passed out with my laptop on top of my face. So I'm definitely still working on the balance, but for me, I knew my project was ending on a certain date. So it was about weighing the pros and cons. Am I going to be able to do this? Do I think I can pay rent? Am I going to be able to support myself, create that structure for myself? Because when you're freelancing or you own your own small business, you're not getting paid if you don't work.
0: So Mm -hmm.
1: it's all about, you know, structure and can you make it work? Honestly, for me, I did have... um, some resources, um, some people in my life that definitely helped me. Mm-hmm. but I think in the beginning kind of when I first had the idea of maybe I would do this, <laughs> I just you know I ran the numbers and I kind of I figured out I could pretty easily cover my rent. you know, can I make other expenses to pay my car, have to factor in health insurance and you know just all these expenses. but definitely for me living in New York City, my largest capital cost each month is my rent. so mm-hmm. that was kind of number one, make sure I can pay rent. I knew that I was working crazy hours, so I thought, okay, if I can commit all of my time to this, could I accelerate the growth of the company? I think 100% that's what I'm doing now, and it's been a few weeks, and everything is going really well, and I have so many ideas just running through my head. That does come down to taking, I guess, cost-benefit analysis, just weighing (laughs) the pros and cons and seeing if you can make it work, and then I highly suggest number one, investing in education however possible, which I'll talk a little bit more about, as well as utilizing your networks. For me, I spoke very frequently with my uncle, who is the CEO and founder of his own fundraising consulting firm, Mm -hmm. a full-service consulting firm called The Munchine Group, which I actually also interned for him on one of the summers of my crazy internship college experience. So I spoke a lot with him. I just wanted to get his advice, run questions by him, you know, get his opinion on many things. I also spoke with my aunt frequently who is a capital controller with iconic she is the the numbers woman (laughs) (laughs) so I really wanted to get her opinion and get her advice and they basically both gave me the go ahead they said Mm -hmm. see how it works out you know the world is at a crazy time right now anyway it's coronavirus is really really taking a toll on our economy and it's hard to find a job right now if I were Mm -hmm. to even go look so I figured now is the best time to take that leap and invest in myself worst comes to worst i go get a new job <laughs> in right. a few months but hopefully i mean that doesn't happen and i can keep growing and having the success that i'm having right now definitely i would recommend education and talking to your resources so i was able to get their personal opinions and advice on my business which is honestly such valuable information to someone someone so young uh, a lot of people our age are inexperienced with assessing risk like this and i think mm-hmm. talking to older people anyone you know who is in business, has a corporate job, they can provide insight and definitely getting as many opinions as possible is going to help you. So for me, obviously I worked closely with my family members who I knew would be able to provide insight as well as I worked with one of my favorite YouTubers and influencers, actually her name is Natalie Barbu. She coincidentally has her own brand consulting business and also a podcast, which is very similar to uh. yours, Alexa. It's called The Real <laughs> the Real, Real. It's very similar to yours. She interviews a lot of young entrepreneurs and people in oh, corporate awesome. jobs and kind of just tries to get their opinions and talk about their journeys. And I find it so helpful. I think you could also pull some inspiration mm-hmm. from there. In terms of her consulting services, I was able to book a time with her um, and sit down and just talk about my business and my ideas and how she thinks I can grow and expand and what her best ideas are because she also actually coincidentally again when she graduated she graduated the same time as us she actually went into consulting and she was working for Accenture for about nine months and then she quit to take her YouTube and her business full-time and Mm. she's seen so much success she is definitely one of the smartest people I know I have in my network so I work closely with her um You know, I just utilize her consulting services since she does have her own business. And this is something that I think a lot of people don't realize. You can just reach out to someone who is doing what you're doing, someone who you look up to or you aspire to be like, and they'll probably help you out, (laughs) even if they don't have a set business model in place and they're not charging for consulting services. You could offer to pay them a little bit and just, you know, say, can I take an hour of your time and just pick your brain? Usually they'll do it for free, but (laughs) it just depends, you know, if you know them personally or if there's someone that you have any connection to. I would definitely recommend getting as many opinions as you can and just investing in that education. Another Mm -hmm. tool I use quite, quite frequently to just learn on my own with any topic, um, I utilize Skillshare Mm. quite a bit. Um, I pay for their services and I also use YouTube every day. YouTube's obviously free. You can learn anything just with a little bit of research. It's amazing how much you can learn. So a Skillshare, I know, is $99 for the year, and you can get two months free. If anyone wants a referral code, hit me up. You can also just watch courses on any topic from qualified instructors, and it's super easy to contact these instructors with any questions, anything like that. If you just take the time to kind of research and invest in yourself, you will see a return. For example, I had absolutely zero coding experience, no website Mm -hmm. building skills whatsoever. But between Shopify and using Skillshare and YouTube to like Google any questions I had regarding Shopify, fix any bugs that I came across, I was literally able to build my entire website by myself. And it was not even that hard. You know, it took
0: some time and I had to learn
1: what I was doing, but it was not hard at all, I would say.
0: Oh, that's awesome. It seems you went about this decision in the right way, in a very smart way, by first doing a self-evaluation, can I afford food, rent, insurance, <laughs> if I decide to pursue this this company, that my idea, and do I have a backup career if it fails? And yeah. you answered all those questions, felt confident, were able to move into that decision and also leveraging your network and pursuing education on the skills you may not have right now. All incredible advice. Yeah, just a incredible decision. I can't imagine it must have been so hard to make that decision, but you did it the right way. You, you know, analyzed your situation and decided, yes, let's do it. And it seems to be working out for you, which is awesome.
1: I don't want to understate kind of the pressure of it or mm-hmm. anything it just kind of happened so seamlessly because mm-hmm. i was highly considering it and i was kind of analyzing the situation and i knew my project was ending you know and i mean i knew i wasn't actively looking for a new project because honestly with all this going on i don't think it would have been easy in terms of the world and the economy i just was doing what i was doing and then i stopped working for accenture and i just kept doing what i was doing and you know I had put my website out right before um, I knew my project was ending. So I kind of timed it well. But Mm -hmm. overall, I don't think, you know, there's a perfect time. I always tell people, you you just need to start. You just need to take the leap because otherwise you're going to find a million excuses in your head. You're going to, you know, wonder about this little detail or that little detail and just jump into it. (laughs) Obviously, I was terrified, but I chose to kind of see this scary time with my personal growth and also just this scary time in the world right now and just see it as an opportunity to kind of work hard mm-hmm. and create create something for myself versus freaking out and just being terrified.
0: Yeah, I think if, if you want to do it, just do it. If you also realize, hey, maybe it's not the right time for me, that's okay, too. But at least you started down the path of making that decision, right? Whether it's to yeah. go for it or not, go like, at least try at least Ask yourself those questions and see if it's possible. Yeah, yeah. No
1: one is going to succeed until they try and they try mm-hmm. and they try and they fail and they fail and they fail and they keep trying. And that's all you can do, you know, like right. you said before, like, it's not even about a career. It's kind of like just your whole life journey. What are you going to do with mm-hmm. it? How are you going to, you know, leave some type of mark on the world or create something that you can leave behind, I guess.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now, you you mentioned education a little bit. I I would love to dive deeper into that and specifically what lessons did consulting and marketing and business development through your internships and job with Accenture, what lessons did you learn that are accelerating you right now towards the success of Thrift in the City?
1: That's a really good question. I think I could, you know, go through and nitpick the little skills I learned at business school or, you know, from internships We talk a lot at school and just in the business world about hard versus soft skills. And I think what's most important is the soft skills that you burn you build up and you learn and how are you gonna utilize those. For me, it comes down to I broke it down into kind of three of the most important skills, I believe, for me. So again, take this with a grain of salt. I think that it's perspective, people Mm -hmm. skills, and time management. I'll talk about perspective first. I think working in corporate America definitely allowed me to expand my views in so many ways, because going into it, I was honestly very closed-minded. I thought I was going to hate corporate America, and I wouldn't ever have a boss I liked or have a job I enjoyed, but I loved my job. My boss is so helpful still to this day. We talk all the time, and she, you know, she's a resource for me in my career development, whether it's my own personal business or finding a new corporate job. She is a resource that I still have, so that is a really nice kind of perspective that I got. That I was really lucky, though, that you know I liked my first job and I had a really mm-hmm. great boss. Eventually, um, in terms of perspective, you realize any business, whether it be a global bank, a tiny tech startup, or even you know one person behind an Instagram account, they all have the same goal. They want to succeed and bring value to their customers while turning a profit, and working towards that goal or the goal, you know, of a major consulting company, ultimately their shareholders compared to my own goals inspired me to dream bigger. You know, have these goals for myself and build Mm -hmm. something that I could take with me. Even if it fails, I have those lessons that I learned and the work I put into it. I think that's all that matters. I think so for me, perspective is really important. And that's a really important thing to learn. Every company we know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever they started at square one, That is something really big, I think, perspective for Mm -hmm. me. Another one being people skills. People skills are vital to success in business, I think, maybe more than anything else. When everyone has the same end goal, the same end game, you need to know how to differentiate yourself. For me, this means being extremely personable with my customers, having amazing customer service and ensuring that each person who places an order with me is happy and that they're informed, you know? here's your tracking number. Minutes or hours after you send me your information, I'm going to get you a tracking number because I mm-hmm. want you to know that you're not being scammed, that you're going to you know, get this package, that it's going out right away. And I tell them, you know, this is going to ship out tomorrow or this is going to ship out on Monday. And little things like that make them so happy just because there's so many people who fail to do that. So that's in terms of communication. I also try to keep in mind that I'm building a brand, not just a business. I want First in the City to make people feel excited, to make them feel energized and confident, not just, oh, I'm buying a shirt. I'm going to go mm-hmm. buy this cheap t-shirt or I'm going to go you know, buy a repurposed Louis Vuitton, like whatever the situation. And this requires daily interaction and just intimate, intimate content. Not that I'm overly sharing my personal life, but <laughs> people want to get to know you and they want to kind of see the behind the scenes. And I think that's really big right now with any type of company. Hopefully most companies are online right now. Just, you know, interaction and making people feel, I guess, special, you know, Mm -hmm. catering to them specifically, not just a wider audience, whether you're online and you're marketing to an audience or you're having a one-on-one meeting, you need to know how to talk to someone, how to gauge their reaction and kind of guide the conversation, I guess. So then the third skill that I think is really important that I definitely, definitely got from, you know, my short time in corporate America, my time Mm -hmm. at school is time management. It's taught. I feel like this is tossed around a lot. You know, this is the first skill that people write down on their resume or when they're applying to a job. But many times people don't understand time management from an entrepreneurial mindset. As I said before, you're a small business owner, you're a freelancer. You literally do not get paid if you do not work. So you need Mm. to really assess the situation. And it's something I think people don't think about unless they are put in that situation. But it's something that I've been dealing with for the past few weeks very heavily because you either don't know how to turn it off and you're mm-hmm. go 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 all the time or you don't know how to turn it back on you say okay right. it's it's the middle of the day i'm going to give myself a break and then you you know you do a few things and you say oh i need to get back to work that's on me you know there's no one like watching you and saying okay your break is over there definitely is a pressure there but i think just working to kind of like i said every day analyze yourself write down the habits and the behaviors you're performing and if you have to block out hours of your day use Google Calendar and block out each hour of your day. Definitely for me, practicing time management and learning how to sustain that um, and improve on my processes is the most important part of growth for me at this
0: time. Yeah, I appreciate this advice as well. The perspective, people, skills, time management. I think everything you said can definitely be applied to those pursuing their own business and those in corporate America as well. With, of course, their there are those differences there. Corporate America or not, if you have your own boss or not, you do need to time manage yourself, right? You do need to have those people skills and a perspective on on your goals and your dreams in order to pursue them. So I think this is excellent advice that can be applied to anyone listening. You're also inspiring me to put myself in gear, especially for the podcast Instagram, actually, because I know I've been yeah. lacking in that. And I I'm just not sure, you know, are people even looking at these posts? Why does it even matter? But that people skills can be applied to even that, to even Instagram, to, yeah. yeah. People are looking and
1: Mm I think the most amount of platforms that one person can handle and can kind of brand themselves across, it's only going to benefit you because you're going to attract more people that you otherwise would not reach at all.
0: Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my mindset. <laughs> Very inspiring. Yeah, I want to, I just want to go work on the Instagram now. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Great advice here. I, I love it. Love hearing about this. I know where you're at today isn't your final destination. So, would love to hear, you know, whether you're, you have other companies or ideas you want to pursue, or you want to just talk about the future of Thrift in the City, wherever you want to take this question, would love to just know more about where you see your future and what are your future goals, um, as well as if there are significant resources that are helping you get there. Would love to hear about that as well.
1: I love this question because I am at a really weird stage of growth right now. Things are happening really quickly and i'm just trying to manage it all but there are so many ideas running through my head that i'm excited about and i do want to try my best to act on each one of those and take for sure thrift in the city as far as i can you know i have pulled inspiration from the real real i'm sure everyone knows not to be confused with natalie's podcast but it is a luxury bag resale shop and mm-hmm. most of their work is done online but they have i think it's only one unless i'm mistaken and it's more than one but they have a physical location downtown in manhattan and it is so beautiful when you walk in you know you're just greeted with all these luxury designer items the walls are dripping with swag and it's amazing (laughs) and I have dreams of that like that would be amazing one day to get to that point obviously Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet or even you know there's smaller like vintage boutiques in Brooklyn that I just they get so much business I figure if they can do it why not me I mentioned earlier I I use Skillshare a lot I use YouTube a lot I would definitely Mm -hmm. recommend those help out a lot. I use them behind the scenes literally every day. I also do plan to continue my consultations with Natalie. I think once a month, just kind of check in with her. Um, I have some things that I'm working on. I don't want to give too much away um, (laughs) before it is live. My number one recommendation for anyone looking to start a business, even if, they're you know, people say side hustle all the time, you know, you don't have to immediately quit your corporate job. You Mm -hmm. can kind of Work on something on the side and see how you like it. Test out. I think that's the beauty of entrepreneurship, if you will. You can just kind of do it on the side, test it out, and decide, do you like this? Do you see yourself pursuing this full time? So for sure, my number one recommendation is to absorb content. Obviously, you're going to want to filter through, make sure what you're watching is high-quality information, Mm -hmm. Um, but anything you can read or watch about small business ownership or specific skills you want to learn will benefit you long-term. I do have other ideas brewing in my head, as I said, and I love to think about what this dream could look like in Mm -hmm. one, five, even 10 years from now. And I do pull inspiration, like I said, from other stores, other retailers, people who do similar things to me. I think you can always pull inspiration from and get new ideas. Like I said, owning a storefront in New York City would be incredible. Definitely one of my bigger aspirations because, hello, we all know the price of New York City rent (laughs) situations, but... That is definitely a dream of mine. I think one day having my own, you know, consulting company, some type of agency one day would be really, really cool. Just so many different ways to kind of help myself and help other people. Um, I see a lot of opportunity in the future, but right now I'm definitely focused on expanding thrift in the city. You know, we just launched Mm -hmm. our website. I'm working to update the website. I want to improve on the photos. I just started, Mm -hmm. um, shooting downtown actually. So there's there's nobody on the streets of Manhattan, literally nobody. So I've been going lately with my sister and we just go around Manhattan and shoot. I just, I mean, I have a car, which is, you know, weird in New York city, but it totally helps me out. I can drive up to any street right now, the West village, you name it. You can just Mm -hmm. park on the street because no one's around just being able to go get that content. And again, I can differentiate myself on Instagram. A lot of these girls who are doing what I do, they sell clothes, but you know, they're taking the photos in their, you know, dark bedroom, you know, it doesn't always look so great. Even if people are buying, you know, there's a way to improve on that. That's what I'm really focused on building my Instagram, building the brand, expanding the website. I eventually Mm -hmm. want to move all my sales to my website. I just think it's more secure, it's safer growing the website and the brand is so much fun. That's what I'm working on. I would say I'm also expanding onto other social channels. I just recently you'll laugh, made a TikTok, promote my brand. So this was something that, for instance, I did not even consider, honestly. Mm-hmm. I thought TikTok was silly and I, I'm, i you know, 23 and I, I don't know how to do a TikTok dance. I thought I was getting old, right? I did my first consultation with Natalie and she suggested making a TikTok. She sent me some examples of people who were, you know, making tie-dye hoodies, things that I do, but they were turning it into a little TikTok video. And she said, you could promote your brand here. You could bring more customers to Instagram and gain a lot of exposure. And I was like, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? Something that I wouldn't have thought of if I hadn't taken that initiative to invest a little bit in some education and in some consulting services. And it's already so much fun. So right. that's, you know, in the works. I have something else in the works. I'm not going to say, but <laughs> definitely big announcement coming soon. <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to, to seeing all that you're you're pursuing right now. That's so exciting. And again, so inspiring. Great pieces of advice here to, you know, really know what your dreams are so you can take the steps to to pursue them, really analyzing what you want your future to be. And then also using your current situation to your advantage, you know, with the pandemic going on, yeah. hey, there, there is no one outside. Why not leverage yeah. that? Why not utilize that? I think that's very smart. Also, leveraging your resources, your network, both free and those that that you've decided to invest in, so incredibly important. And using the right resources, because there are so many out there, but it seems that Skillshare, you know, Natalie's consulting services, and YouTube are really your top three, and that's what you felt, you know, feel helps you the most, which is great. And also staying with the times, like, yeah, TikTok can be (laughs) silly, but hey, if half the world's on it right now because everyone's yeah, at that's, home, that's where you go. leverage that. You mentioned that you're still figuring out the, you know, work-life balance, but I would love mm-hmm. to hear mm-hmm. perhaps your top three best practices for balancing work and life, especially, you know, working from home now and being your own boss. What are your, your best practices?
1: Totally agree uh, that this is so, so important. I actually want to just disclaimer, I am not, the best at this, I'm still working on it. It's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Balancing work life when you're your own boss is definitely very, very difficult. For me, number one is write it out. Plan it out. Mm. Make sure you're writing it down. That is just a personal thing I have. I know some people don't even write anything down. They type it all down. They put it in their calendar and they're good to go. Mm-hmm. But for me, I make a lot of lists. If you know there's orders I know I need to get out and they're sitting right there, even if they're packed up, ready to go, I'll write it down because right. just re, like, just reinstating it in my brain helps me a lot. So I would say plan it out, write it out. If that works for you, if it doesn't, you know, make like a note in your phone, you know, just whatever you have to do to make sure that the information is written in front of you and that you're remembering it um, is number one. I think also Google Calendar, I think I said this before, is so, so important, so helpful to block out your day if you need to, you know, especially right now with the pandemic, a lot of people are home. And I was working from home for nine months, so I was used to it. But some people, they don't know how to deal with it. And, you know, they have their family members at home and people are being loud or people want their attention. You need to be very intentional and say, I'm using this time for work. Two to five, I'm doing this. And then five to seven, I'm doing this. And just make it very clear, you know. Put it in your Google Calendar. Share your Google Calendar with your whole Mm -hmm. family if you have to, whatever it takes. And then number three, I think, is also really important. They're all really important. But I think listening to your body and just trusting yourself is so Mm -hmm. important because a lot of people, myself included, we neglect our own bodies and we forget that our body like knows us better than anything else, you know? Mm -hmm. So I will work all day and then all of a sudden I'm exhausted, can't keep my eyes open. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm about to fall asleep. And sometimes I'll try and keep working and that's when I'll make a mistake or I'll do something wrong and I'm just wasting my time. I'm not getting, you know, productive things done. So Mm -hmm. I'm starting to learn, okay, if I'm really exhausted, I'll take a nap. I'll go to bed. I'll wake up early. Like, you know, you need to listen to what your body is saying and just trust yourself as long as you are planning it out and you have a plan of action, you will be just fine and just rest when you need to rest, work when you need to work everything will be
0: fine. (laughs) Awesome. So writing it out, which I completely agree with, I need to write everything down. Otherwise I'm not doing it because I'm forgetting about it. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Leveraging Google calendar or, you know, your calendar of choice. I love your idea to don't be afraid to share that calendar with others if that helps you stick to it in college (laughs) Mm, that's awesome yeah I think that's a a great piece of advice that I I haven't heard yet and then third to trust your body listen to yourself I think everyone needs to to take more time for self-care and making sure you're listening to yourself I think that's very important as well my last question here for you today Angela is What is your proudest accomplishment? Now, this can be really big. It can be, you know, related to thrift in the city or it can be really small. It can be from 10 years ago or just from yesterday. Right now, in your mind, what is your proudest accomplishment? (laughs) Alexa, this question honestly
1: always throws me for a loop. I had to (laughs) sit and think about this. For the past two nights I swear since Friday night but <laughs> because my immediate answer would be you know about surviving college or something mm-hmm. about my career or my business obviously I am very proud of these accomplishments I love my business and I love what I'm doing but I think for me my proudest accomplishment has more to do with myself as a human being and mm-hmm. me as a person I've worked tremendously hard to become someone who I like someone who Can practice sympathy and empathy and connect with other people on a deeper level than most. Being someone who just wakes up every day and is ready to put in the work, to see opportunity where most see hardship and just be positive and optimistic rather than negative
0: Mm. is
1: definitely, that's definitely my proudest accomplishment right now because I was not always that way. It took a lot of work, a lot Mm -hmm. of perspective, like I said earlier, and just It's kind of like a self transformation, just being someone who I like and someone who I'm proud of and being a good person, I think just is what it comes down to, because the older you get, you realize not everyone is that way. And it's sad, but it's just true. Mm -hmm. It's humanity. And
0: so, yeah that that's my answer that's all she wrote <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer it sounds like you are your proudest accomplishment and I think that's absolutely oh God, incredible that I cheesy. no no not at all I think everyone's proudest accomplishment should be themselves I think that's that's yeah a great Just answer have To live with ourselves <laughs> exactly exactly no that's a that's a very beautiful answer I love it Thank you so much for for speaking with me today, Angela. You have such an incredible journey and I am so excited to see what else you have for the world. I know it's going to be incredible and I'm really looking forward to seeing the progress and success of Thrift in the City. That's so exciting. Where can people find you? You know, what's your social media handle or Thrift in the City's um, Instagram, Facebook? Where can people look you up? So my Instagram is at Thrift
1: in the underscore city underscore two underscores (laughs) before and after city and then my personal instagram if anyone wants to follow me is just angela rose tomasi (laughs) t-o-m-a-s-i people get that one messed up and then the website is just ThriftinTheCity.co. So dot c-o not m that domain was taken (laughs) it's not being used but that's a separate issue if anybody wants to shoot me an email i'm always open to like talking questions whatever um any questions you have, I'm really open. Uh, my email is thriftinthecity.contact at gmail.com. And then my TikTok, which I just made, is actually the same exact handle as my Instagram account. So it's just at in the underscore, city underscore. And if anyone wants to connect on LinkedIn, I'm always open to just chatting about ideas or anything like that, opportunities. It is just linkedin.com backslash Angela Tomasi, T O M A S I. And yeah, thank you so much, Alexa, for having me on the podcast. This was so fun. I hope that I was able to shed some light um, for others, hoping to start a business, quit their corporate job, or even just, you know, pursue their, their dreams or their hustle on the side.
0: Thank you so much.